Hey, this is Mitch with the Mitch Mindset Podcast, and my goal for this podcast is to help you grow in your faith in Jesus Christ and to push through the hard times in this life because they come, but uh, our Lord and Savior is bigger. Enjoy the show. Hello, this is Mitch with the Mitch Podcast, and today we have a special guest. His name is Joe Rinaldi. Um, he is a business owner. He is a doctor. He is an athlete. Um, but most importantly, he is a follower of Christ. What's up, Joe? Mitch, I am doing so well and very, very excited to be here. Well, man, I, I appreciate it. I'm, look, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Um, man, I, let's get started. Before we, before we dive in, uh, I'm going to pray real quick, okay? Sounds good. All right. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, God, we just come to you right now. We're thankful for you. Thankful for uh, technology and podcast and uh, just thankful for you. I'm thankful for Joe. I pray that you just give us the words to speak. I pray this conversation and this interview is just natural and that it impacts the listeners and inspires them, God. I pray, Holy Spirit, you speak through both of us. We love you, Lord. Jesus, and I pray, amen. Amen. So, Joe, um, just to get started, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you kind of got a resume, man. Sure, Mitch. I mean, I, uh, I wear a lot of hats. I have a lot of titles, but beneath it all, like you mentioned, I am a child of God, first and foremost. I am a husband to my beautiful wife and best friend, Michaela. I'm a son. I'm a brother. I'm a friend. I'm just a human being trying to do his best to leave every person in place better than I found them. Uh, and then the titles, I am a doctor of physical therapy. I'm a performance coach. I'm a writer, I'm a speaker, I'm a business owner, uh, do a lot of different things, but the goal is always the same. And, and like I said, that's to love others well and leave them better than I found them. That's awesome, man. Look, I really appreciate you just being honest. Uh, I love how you said, I'm a child of God first. You said like, you, you got a lot of hats, but um, the one you wear is a Christian, a follower of Christ. And look, I, I appreciate you sharing that. You know, there's a lot of people out there who don't don't understand that um but anyways man uh so how'd you get into fitness joe yeah i mean like most people probably i would assume uh, i just wanted to look better um you know i wanted uh people to notice me and so at 13 years old i remember walking from my middle school to the local ymca uh just one afternoon and kind of messed around in the weight room had no idea what i was doing but <laughs> ended up enjoying it. And then, uh, I was hooked ever since. So I am 28 years old now. I've been lifting pretty much five, six days a week for the past 15 years of my life. And a lot of that was also because of sports. I played football through high school and a little bit in college, but, uh, yeah, fitness started as a way for me to think, build confidence, but it's really transformed into uh, a place where I've learned a lot about myself and grown as a human. Awesome. Uh, so tell me this, uh, you're a bear performance nutrition athlete, correct? Correct. So are you like training for any marathons right now? Or are you doing like triathlons? What's your, like, what you doing right now with that? Sure. Uh, so currently <laughs> I am planning to run a 50 mile race later Man. this year. That's uh, an ultra? Is that an ultra marathon? Yes, sir. Yeah. An ultra marathon. And uh, last year I ran the New York city marathon, but really in this current season, uh, I am just all focused on work on my wife and then we have a puppy. And so 
uh, between all those things, my fitness really is just kind of lifting and uh, running every single day. But uh, I'll start that ultra prep uh, in the summer. Man, dude, I'm gonna have to start calling you David Goggins, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not quite that crazy, but I do. I do consider myself crazy, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, but I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I don't think that's. I don't think that's bad at all. I think sometimes I'm crazy as well. But um, <laughs> hey, a little crazy is not bad. But maybe you know, you start talking Goggins mode, be a little crazy, but. Anyways, man, uh, so tell me a little bit about your testimony. Like, when did you give your life to Christ? Uh, like, you, you mind sharing that? Not at all. Yeah, I, I grew up in the Catholic Church. And so okay. when I was younger, I, uh, I went to church because it was what my parents did. And uh, I, I always knew God was real. I felt like I had a relationship with him. However, I think I, I always felt a little bit stuck in terms of how to move forward I don't think that the Catholic Church was um, was for me long term. I felt like there was a ceiling there in terms of how close I could get to God and how much I could grow in my faith. So anyway, uh, I think like a lot of young people, uh, later years of high school, early years of college kind of fell away from church, um, kind of did my own thing, had a group of friends, got very into fitness like we talked about and was just pursuing what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, you know, and I thought that was physical therapy at the time, but that meant I was um, moving a little bit away from God. I was spending less time with him. I went to physical therapy school and an important piece of this story is that I have a genetic condition that's causing me to slowly uh, and sporadically lose my eyesight. So right before I moved to Philadelphia, started my doctorate program, I lost a significant portion of my sight and that sent me into this uh, into this spiral, and it led me into that first year of grad school, which was hands down the hardest, darkest year of my life. And you know, I'd wake up every morning and I put a smile on for everybody else. Uh, I was the kid who sat in the front of the class, got good grades, was friends with everybody, went to the gym, uh, but on the inside, I was just falling apart, and there was nothing I, I felt like I could do to make myself feel better. And so in that season, it felt like God wasn't with me. And so I decided I didn't really want to spend any time with God because it, it felt like he didn't care. Um, so fast forward to the end of that year, I met this girl who was in my class and started spending some time with her. And she invited me to church. And of course, I went because I wanted to spend time with her. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just standing in church, listening to uh, worship. Uh, just seeing all of the people around us, a lot of young people, which was an unfamiliar thing for me in a church setting, because I grew up in a church with a lot of older people. Uh, just it, it was, I, I can't describe it with words. I just felt like God put his hand on my shoulder and he almost said, you know, I got you. I know you stopped chasing me and you started chasing this girl, but I never stopped chasing you. And uh, it was just full circle for me. And And from that point on, uh, my faith has just grown stronger and stronger every single day. Um, that girl is now my wife. And uh, it's amazing how God can use some of the dark seasons of life to actually bring you closer to him. And uh, I think that's, uh, that's a big part of my testimony. I gave my life to Christ, got baptized in 2018. And uh, ever since then, my wife and I have been regulars at the church that we got married at. And uh, we live around the corner from. Man, dude. Thank you so much for sharing that, sharing um, 
the highs and lows. Of course, man. Um, you said something, and uh, during my interviews, I, sometimes I'll do like quick searches just to <laughs> kind of um, look at some stuff and kind of talk about it. But you said when young adults or high schools go into college that a lot of times they leave the faith or they, they're not as strong in their faith. Look, according to uh, the Barna Group, roughly 70% of high school students who enter college as professing Christians will leave with little to no faith. Mm. And these students usually don't return to their faith even after graduation. Um, and like I, I interned at a church this past summer and the guy I interned with the youth pastor talked about how for his youth ministry, it's his goal to not be um, to, to, to make disciples and, and youth kids strong in their faith in college and man what you said is powerful you know like praise god that you did uh end up meeting that girl your your wife but man god's god just had your hand his hand on you man and um you sharing that and and expressing that even in the dark times that he was there and he knew what he was doing and um oh look i can kind of relate to it not not completely with your story but man there's times in my life where i'm like man i don't know what you're doing mm. i don't like what you're doing i don't mm. see what you're doing but i know that you're doing <laughs> so um i look man i really appreciate you sharing that look i i didn't i don't i didn't plan on asking you this but man what can you what could you say to the to to the 70% of the um high school students who who have either left the faith or might end up leaving the faith, man. Can you, can you share some light on that real quick, Joe? Yeah, man. Uh, it's a, it's, it's a tough question. And I, I think it's tough for a couple of reasons, but especially because when I look back at that time in my life where I fell away from, from church, it was almost like nobody could tell me anything um, that would have changed my mind. It, it wasn't words that would have helped me. It was, I needed to see God move in my life and uh, I needed to go through that darkness. Uh, I needed to go through that trial to uh, get to the other side and understand why it was all happening. And sometimes you can't, you know, you can't hear something that'll change that for you. You have to experience it. And so I guess what I would say to all those people is that um, even at the very least, keep your eyes open for how God might be moving in your life. Um, lean, lean into the people who speak encouragement into your life. Lean into the people who love you. Um, you know, and don't forget all those times that God was good because as many times that we've, we've all experienced that are hard, I think we can all point to at least a few times in our life where God was incredibly good to us and, um, we shouldn't forget those. Man. Hey, that's powerful stuff, man. I really appreciate you sharing that. Of course. Um, so you mentioned this earlier. Uh, can you, can you talk a little bit more about your eye condition and look on your blog, you, you like in your Instagram, you talk about you're thankful that you're going blind. You, you're actually um, grateful for it, which is honestly the complete opposite of what most people would think. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit, Joe? Sure. Yeah. So I was diagnosed with uh, best disease, which is what I have when I was 10 years old. Uh, I just woke up one morning and couldn't see out of my right eye. And for most of my childhood, I saw that as a huge negative. Um, I was angry. I was uh, felt alone. I felt sorry for myself. I let it hold me back in, uh, in a lot of ways. 
And it wasn't until I got to graduate school and experienced that really dark season of life uh, and then met my wife um, that it all changed for me. I remember uh, my wife was going on a six week clinical rotation. And at that time, she wasn't even my girlfriend. We were just spending a lot of time together. But I knew deep down inside that I wanted to marry her, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, so anyway, she was going to California for six weeks. I was staying on the East coast and she dropped me off at a bus stop and we said goodbye and we weren't going to see each other for six weeks. And when she drove away, I had this pit in my stomach. Um, I, I, I felt sick. I felt homesick. And the only other time I'd ever felt that was when my parents dropped me off at college for the first time. And, uh, those two, two times in my life, um, I was able to kind of link those two together and realize that I felt homesick because home was with her. I, I wanted to be with her. And so it was that moment where I started to realize and the wheels started to turn that um, my life is so much bigger than just me and um, how I choose to respond to the hardships in life. Uh, we're going to impact her in a big way. They were going to impact everybody that I've ever known and will ever know. And I felt like she deserves my best. I felt like the people around me who've invested into me, who've loved me, deserve my best. And being my best meant controlling what I can control. And that meant controlling my perspective. Uh, you know, I, I can't change what I'm dealing with. I can't change this condition. That's an unfortunate reality uh, of, of what's going on inside of my eyes. However, um, I've chosen to see it as positive. I realized that it's helped me mature. It's helped me uh, find gratitude in the small things. It's helped me realize that every single day is a blessing and that I get to use this to help inspire and encourage others. And I like to say that what I've lost in sight, I've gained in vision because as I've been able to see less and less of the world around me, I feel like I've been able to imagine and envision a better and brighter future. And uh, I love getting to walk toward that every day. And I love getting to share this story. And to be honest, I don't know if my face would be as strong without this uh, condition. And I, I don't think we would be talking without this condition either. Man, that's some powerful stuff. That's a good word, Joe. Um, Thank you. Man, what you just said, I I read a book um, one time by uh, Craig Rochelle. You know who that is? Mm, I do. And uh, for the listeners, he's a uh, pastor out there, has the biggest church in America, has like 139 locations, uh, Life Church. But uh, mm -hmm. talks about he had this friend that he'd work out with um, that started losing his hearing. Mm -hmm. But instead of like actually losing the hearing, all he would hear was like just loud, uh, painful sounds. I don't know the condition, mm -hmm. but uh, he talked about how that that guy, his best friend, started losing his his hearing, started mm -hmm. losing uh, just everything. But it made him closer to God and said that yeah. and one day they were talking about talking about the condition in the gym and then they both started crying how hmm. he just said how it's changed his life how he, the, the guy literally said my life's been better since I've lost my my hearing and yeah. that all I hear is pain and uh hmm. and man I just your story reminds me of that and what you you said that me and you probably wouldn't be talking um right now without it and look honestly you, you got a good point man I don't look I don't know if I um, would be interviewing or interviewing you right now. I know, look, you said first, uh, first part of the, the podcast, you wear a lot of hats, but man, this is a hat you wear. Mm -hmm. And, uh, look, you're, you're bringing glory to God for it. And honestly, like 
um, that that's the best thing you can be doing. There's a verse I'm trying to memorize right now, but it's John 5, 44, I'm pretty sure. And it talks about Jesus is saying, uh, you are trying to gain glory from one another instead mm. of seeking the glory from your father in heaven or your father uh, seeking the glory from your father. But I think about that, man. You're not, dude, you're not seeking glory and honor in some translations that same words honor, but man, uh, you're not seeking any of that from one another, man. You're, you're like, you're the ultra, you're an ultra marathon, man. You're, you're straight up running to Christ and look, it's impacting me. I look, I, I tell people this all the time. Um, I, I might be, the host of the show i might be the one uh calling uh people to be interviewed like you but man i'm being impacted look I, i've been i've been close to having some tears before in, uh interviewing people and I, i'll just be honest you know, look you're impacting people right now um just through this podcast so i appreciate i appreciate you sharing your story and honestly man i, I pray that um your vision keeps growing um and that like your vision for your life, but your eyesight, I pray that um, you don't lose it anymore. Mm. I, pr- I, w- I will be praying about that. I mean that, Joe. Um, but anyways, man, <clears throat> funny story to the listeners. One way, one of the main ways I found Joe, and y'all, y'all can laugh at this, is <laughs> I was looking at tattoos mm. on, the, on the internet. And I was looking at Christian tattoos. I was studying them. Um, and, and man, this tattoo popped up and um, I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. So I click on it. And the next thing you know, I'm on this guy's blog and I'm reading his story. <laughs> I'm reading his life. I'm like, yeah, dude, this guy's powerful. Um, his story's powerful. Man, how I met his wife, man, he's losing his eyesight, man. He's an ultra marathon runner. Next thing you know, um, I'm calling up Joe. <laughs> so Joe, give us some background on your tattoo. Um, and I know it's a little funny, a little goofy for me to, bring that up i just want you to share the story to the listeners of course man yeah it's not goofy at all it's it's actually um you know since i got it and i'll describe it in a sec but since i got it uh four other people that i know of have also gotten the tattoo in the same place and uh sent me pictures and the first i mean they were all surprises but um all people who i don't know super well uh the most recent is probably the person i know best a client of mine and it's just an incredible honor that other people find the meaning behind this tattoo powerful enough to actually put it on their own bodies. And so I have a tattoo of a sprout. So a plant's coming up out of the ground um, with just two small leaves on it on my left wrist. And so I see it every time I look at my watch um, when I'm running, when I'm sitting at my desk, when I'm reaching for a cup off the counter, I see this, this sprout coming up from my wrist and it is uh, it symbolizes my favorite quote is from Christine Kane. And the quote is sometimes when you're in a dark place, you think you've been buried, but you've actually been planted. And, uh, you know, my testimony is, is really summed up with those words because I was in the darkest, hardest season of my life before I realized that I wasn't buried. I was planted. And uh, if I didn't go through that season, I'm not sure I would know God like I know him today. If I didn't go through that season, I would not have uh, met my wife. Uh, if I didn't go through that season, I wouldn't have the perspective that I have. And I think we can all look back on some of the hard, uh, undesirable, maybe at the time, uncomfortable seasons of life. And in hindsight, 
understand that they led us to something really great. And sometimes good things need to fall apart so that better things can fall together. And that's what that that tattoo and that quote represent to me. And it's a reminder that when things are hard, um, when things don't go to plan, that uh, even if we can't see the big picture, we have to trust that God has that all in his hand and that he is good uh, and that it all works out for our good. And so um, that's that's the story behind the tattoo. Jim, that's some powerful stuff, man. I mean it. Um, look, you, I got that quote right here by mm. Christine Kane. Yep. Sometimes when you're in a dark place, you think you've been buried, but you've actually been planted. And I'm, I'm almost positive I've heard that sermon by her. Uh, mm. Look, for the listeners out there, Christine Kane, she is, um, she's a phenomenal uh, preacher. She's from, uh, I think, Australia or New Zealand, one of the two. What, do you know, Joe? I'm not sure. It's one of those two, though. I think I think Australia. But anyways, man, she's she had a crazy she has a crazy testimony. Uh, she she was sexually abused for years uh, by uh, people uh, growing up by family members. And mm. uh, man, she now she she actually has a ministry where she fights uh, sex trafficking, sexual abuse. Wow. Yeah, man. And she she uh, travels the globe. I, I can't think of what the ministry's called, but um, yeah, look for for her to say that she she mm-hmm. gets it. I'm not, and I know you do too, man. She didn't just come up with that quote. She she said that because she believed it, just like mm-hmm. you're saying it. Like I and like you're saying, man. Um, I've been in a dark place. I thought I was buried, but actually, um, I was planted. God God was just uh, watering me, allow, allowing me to grow. And man, I, mm-hmm. I think I, I think about your tattoo. I think about your story, man. I, I think about your life, man. Like just the, everything you shared. Look, I don't know you too well, but man, you, look, you're honest, man. And like, I, I think about your tattoo with uh, just the two leaves, man. Honestly, you could probably put more leaves on there and just think about all the, the, the things that um, you've gone through, the things that um, you've thought about and um, told people, man. You're like, like I said, you're, you, you're, you're bearing fruit. You're, you're changing lives. Um, and it's, it's, it's an honor to even talk about it. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And look, I'm thankful. I, I ended up uh, messing around looking at your tattoo on the Internet. It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. It, re- man. it really is, man. And I know when you reached out, uh, you know, we hopped on the phone and um, it, it, it's just uh, it's amazing to me that the Internet uh, can bring people together. Um, I think social media gets a bad reputation at times. And I think there's a lot of good that comes with some of the bad and uh, being able to connect with people like yourself and have meaningful conversations like this, you know, the second time we've ever spoken um, is, is really, really special. And so I just appreciate you for what you're doing and the initiative that you, you take to make these kind of connections. Well, I appreciate it, man. Look, uh, I'll be honest every time, I've been like, you know, man, I'm, I'm done doing podcasting. You know, I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore. God shows up. He Mm. always does. You know, I've talked to my parents about it, how uh, there's been multiple times where I'm just like, man, I I don't know about this. And man, I, God, he opens doors. He, he gives me thoughts. He, I don't know, man. It's just, it's cool. I appreciate you saying that. But last question, man, Um, what are your future goals as of right now? This is a tough one for me. Uh, as a business owner, it's easy for me to immediately hey, share, share your business real quick. It's Endure, right? 
Sure. Yeah. It's, it's called Project Endure. And really the mission is to help people find strength and struggle. Uh, it's to help people develop a positive perspective through coaching and community and storytelling. So yeah, I mean, it's easy for me to go there and say, Hey, the goal is to uh, grow the business or, you know, bring in X amount of dollars or create X amount of impact. But really, if I, if I answer this, honestly, the question, the question is a hard one for me because I don't know exactly where I want to go in life, where what God has planned for me, but I, I do know a few things. And these are the things that don't get attention and praise and it's not cool and sexy on social media, uh, but I want to be the best husband possible. Uh, I, want, I want to be uh, an amazing father someday. I want to be present. I want to be there for uh, the people that matter most. And so I'm not sure what that looks like, but the goal is to continually come back to God, to put him first, uh, and to uh, lean on him to do the best job I possibly can to be the best human being for the people that matter most to me. And so, you know, five years, 10 years, 15 plus years down the road, that might mean continuing to grow this business, being the CEO, um, taking lead and, and uh, creating impact that way. And it might also look so different in a way that I would have never guessed in a million years. Uh, but I'm trusting God and uh, we'll see where he leads me. Man, that's awesome. Uh, look, I really do. I, I love how you stated, man, I'm trying to be the best husband I can be. Um, putting family first, putting Christ first. Uh, look, I, I appreciate you sharing that. And look, I got one last thing for you, man. Um, sure. If there's anything you can share, any encouragement, anything that's on your heart, man, what, what would you share with the listeners? Like, what's the one thing besides, besides anything that you've brought up? What's some, what's something you've already, that, that you can say that you haven't already said? Hmm. You I know, know it's tough. I know it's tough. It just, yeah. I mean, so here's the thing. I mean, I have a lot I can say. Uh, I, I think a lot about death and it not, not in a dark way. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think that there's this Latin phrase, it's uh, memento mori and translated to English. It means remember you must die. And time is so precious because we only have so much of it and we don't know when it runs out. And it's really easy to get wrapped up in all the small things in this didn't go right. That didn't go to plan. I'm frustrated by this and disappointed by this. Um, in the grand scheme of things, we have so much to be grateful for. And, um, and I, I want to share a, a quote from Charles Spurgeon, yeah. um, which I really think ties into everything else we talked about on this podcast. But he said, uh, God is too good to be unkind. And he is too wise to be mistaken. And when we cannot trace his hand, we can trust his heart. And I think if there's anything that I can encourage people to do is to have more faith, more trust, to let go of the small things that don't matter, to control what they can control, and to continually lift their eyes and fix them on Jesus. Because um, without him, I think we'll all be lost. And so, um, yeah, that was what was on my heart. And I just appreciate you giving me the space to share that, man. No, look, I appreciate you. Look, I'm going to quote that uh, that that uh, quote that you just said by Charles Spurgeon. God is too good to be unkind, and he is too wise to be mistaken. And when we cannot trace his hand, we must trust his heart. Look, God, God's a jealous God. And look, he loves every <clears throat> everyone on, on the earth. He, he created everyone. Um, 
And man, he he wants you to accept his love. To all the listeners out there, he wants you to accept his love. So quit mm-hmm. running. <clears throat> and I know that. Look, this is me personally talking. It's sometimes it's hard to to trust his heart. Sometimes it's it's very hard to trace his hand because we can't, we can't. Mm-hmm. But man, <clears throat> as the as the quote says, God is too good to be unkind and too wise to be mistaken. <clears throat> so just trust his heart, guys. Look, Joe, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, man, you, look, this has been a great interview, a great Look, I'm grateful for you, man. I'm um, grateful for a new friend. So we. I'll talk to you. Absolutely. Mitch, thank you for having me on here. Thank you for doing what you do. Keep up the great work. And uh, yeah, thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, all glory to God, man. Thank you. Bye. Mitch Mindset family, I hope you enjoyed the podcast episode. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, man, that was that that episode really impacted me. And I, look, I I'm the one doing it. I appreciate Joe Rinaldi to just be willing to take his time out of uh, his day and um, just talk to me. Look, you got any questions? Shoot me an email. Uh, best of luck. I'm praying for all my listeners. Thanks. <laughs>